0: Oh man, man, oh man, oh man, just when you think things can't get any fucking worse, they fucking do. Alright, get it together, Pierce. Just get it together. So Anderson sent Chief Wilmot and Frost off to Ginger's Bar in Algiers. There was a massive argument. In the end, Anderson flew off the handle and grounded me. I was dead tired. Ultimately, Anderson just told me to get some downtime. So I did. I was really tired. Yeah, and tired of it. I got directions to a safe house and went to bed. Only to be woken up by my cell phone ringing. It's Chief on the phone. Or maybe it was Wilmot. Or maybe it was Frost. I don't remember. They sounded weird. They'd been trying to call base, but it got no response. You know, my God, it's been on something is very wrong mode for months now. But they're... There was something else here. So I got dressed, took the car, met the others near the base. Everything was quiet. Too fucking quiet. The guard post was abandoned, so we opened the gate and drove in. I told Chief of Wilmot to stay behind with one of the cars to block the gate. stops people from getting in, keeps people from locking us in. Frost and I climbed the stairs to the main entrance, going by the numbers. I think it was Wilmot who gave the alarm. That alarm being the trail of a rocket coming in. Frost was behind me. He just dove over the railing. I leapt inside, was thrown head over heels by the blast. My ears were ringing. My head was in a weird place. I got on my feet slowly. I wanted to see Anderson, dead in front of me, riddled with bullet holes. So were Lee and Matthews. The place had caught fire. I could hear automatic gunfire outside. I just hoped it was one of the others returning fire. You know, people do weird shit when they've just been shot at with an RPG. I picked on Matthews's body and ran for the side exit, I think I wanted to get some of the bullets for forensics, and Travis was a damn sight lighter than Anderson. I'm sorry, Steve. I made it outside, and yes, Wilmot had been spraying the opposite rooftops with full metal jacket 5.56. We jumped in the cars, hot tatted out in New Orleans, didn't want everyone who's got who knows what after him. Into the bayous. checked into the A's motel in Parish County. In the meantime, Wilmot, Frost, and Chief told me of their experiences. Chief being mugged and almost killed, striking out at Ginger's Bar, including Frost, telling the lamest history story in the history of illegal law enforcement operations, the so-called missing sister, but yielding some clues about Laline DeMont being holed up somewhere in Materi. And they also reported some strange happenings. The crowd in the bar falling into a hypnotic dance, which seemed to transform the place into a palace. This reminded me of the events in Jackson Square. You know, that's not even three months ago. Is this dance part of some ritual that can bring Carcosa to New Orleans? Well, I don't know. Anyway, Frost got us to rooms. And we needed some sleep. We had the Don Matthews' body in the bayous. I can't even believe that I carried it out. The last fucking thing we need is someone asking us questions about yet another dead FBI agent in the trunk of our car. I'm just not thinking straight anymore. I've not slept since we got back from the dreamlands and God, we've lost so too many people. I just had enough of the whole shit. Anyway, the team went to Materi, and they did not find Lillene. But they did spot a strange-looking guy, a cross between Sting and Kiva Sutherland, red spiky hair and leather raincoat. Most inconveniently, they did not manage to apprehend this gentleman, and to top it all off, DGHQ was playing dumb. Well, I know Nick is due in tomorrow, but heaven's no why. Anderson was supposed to get him into the stadium... Well, that plan's pretty fucked now. Okay, it's 3.35 in the afternoon. Summary. The sheriff invited us all in for a little chat. We got arrested in all but name. Our story did not really hold up. It's not too surprising since Frost the one who came up with it. Boys in a row. First a lost sister, then this shit. Sheriff Helen Swallow called the N.O. field office. And Schwartz busted our asses, told us to come back. In the meanwhile, I'd had a call with Nick the Fixer. He'd arrived, seen footage of the 2009 edition of the Battle of New Orleans, and assumed, of course, that we were involved. He was not getting through to HQ either. Well, I'd nice to say it was... Good to be back in the field office, but of course that'd be a fucking lie. And i never tell a fucking lie, right? Except to Schwartz, of course. Another day, another chewing of Pierce-ass. In fact, I'm so chewed I could stop shaving and call myself Chewbacca. Then more surprises. As we got our new team leader, straight in from D.C., Special Agent Dax Lansdell, who is a Full time member of the Opera Lovers Society. Well, that's kind of good news of sorts. I did not have the heart to run the statistics of life expecting this particular assignment by him. But then came the really bad news DGHQ in DC has shut down. There has been an attack. DG Central has gone to ground. The attack on our base was part of a concerted and coordinated attack. That's disturbing enough. What's more disturbing is that according to Lansdale, Nancy was involved. She actually brought the shooters in. Nancy was supposed to investigate the catacomb tunnels, get in touch with the dogfaces beneath the Big Easy. But she either turned or she was turned. An atom is in the wind. To top it all, things are heating up in New York. The opposition is in New York, of course. And of course, New York means Alsace. Again. So. Cell Dragonfly is flying out of the Big Easy to the Big Apple. So say we all.